Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to The Breakdown, D-Formulas podcast, where we deconstruct the college formula for you. I am here today with Haley, who is a rising sophomore studying comparative literature at Yale University. Haley, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Haley is from suburban Pennsylvania and went to the Baldwin School, an all-girls private school located on the main line in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. So Haley, tell us what it's like leaving your hometown and going from a small all-girls private school to a big university like Yale. Well, um, it was definitely shocking at first, but also very interesting. And I think I was ready to leave since I had lived in the same place, um, except for one year, for 18 years. Um, So I was really excited when I... Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I've always seen Yale as one of those Ivies that is a perfect distance from home. Like it's far enough to feel a sense of independence that you're starting a new life in a new city, but it's also close enough that you're able to drive back home on the weekends if you really wanted to. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Did you ever get homesick and feel like the distance still provided you a way to connect back to your life back home? No, I would agree with you. I think the distance is ideal um, because it's not so close that I could go home all the time, but it's also not so far that it's such a big deal to go home. For example, I don't have to pay for a plane ticket. Mm -hmm. I don't have to plan very far in advance. So it would be feasible to go home for a weekend, maybe once a semester. So I would say that the distance is ideal in that sense. Yeah. So tell us what the dorms are like at Yale. I've heard there's this residential college system. Yeah, the residential college system is really nice. Um, Basically, you're sorted into a, there's 14 residential colleges, which each have their own building, and you're sorted into one of the 14 upon matriculation. Um, For your first year, though, you usually live on old campus with all of the other first years, and then for sophomore, junior, and senior year, you live in your college. So I have yet to live in my college, even though I know it well. But um, the system works really well in that you get to meet people within your college and the colleges kind of serve as a smaller community that's reflective of Yale as a whole, which is pretty nice. Which one are you in? Davenport. And what are the names of all of them? Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll try. So let's see. (laughs) Um, Davenport, Jonathan Edwards, Branford, Saybrook, Pearson, Trumbull... Um, Silliman, Timothy Dwight, Benjamin Franklin, Polly Murray. Um, There's a lot Morse, of them. Morse, Styles. What am I missing? Oh my gosh. Grace Hopper. Well, there's 14. I might, have been, okay. I might be missing a couple, but... Yeah. So, like, do they all just have a different feel to them? And yeah. It's just like, architecturally, they're all different. So mm-hmm. some of them are Gothic. Some of them are Georgian architecture style. Some of them are modern. Um, and then they each have their own dining hall, and you aren't beholden to your college's dining hall, so you can eat at any one of the 14 for any meals, which is kind of nice. That's really cool. Yeah. So I've heard a lot about there being secret societies at Yale. I know one of the famous ones is the Skull and Bones. Can you share anything about them with us? So, as they are secret... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I actually... I wouldn't Let us to, in on the secret. Hill. I wouldn't be able to answer your question because you can only join your junior and senior year. Okay. And I am a rising sophomore, and so I don't know very much about secret societies. I do know that there are essentially groups... Um, that come together once or twice a week and you become very close with the group. I think there's one thing you have to do, like sharing your life story. Mm. Um, and they each have buildings that are very mysterious and they kind of look like tombs. You can't enter from the outside unless you have the passcode. Wow. So they're, they're very intriguing, yeah. Interesting. And I know they were also started, I think, because 
some guy, I think, mm, I don't know the year, but a while ago, couldn't get into one of the more uh, fancy fraternities. And so he was angry, so he started a secret society, and then it really took off, and multiple of them were created. Wow. Very cool. So I know it can get pretty cold up there in New Haven during the winters, but is it true that there's this underground tunnel system that provides shelter to students on their walk to the classes? Okay, first of all, it is very, very cold. <laughs> like that much, much colder than Philadelphia, which I was not expecting. Um, so all of the colleges are connected by steam tunnels, but the steam tunnels, it's not really feasible to walk through the steam tunnels. You can break into the steam tunnels and walk through them, but that would be more of an adventure, not really a... <laughs> convenient way to get from one college to another. Some colleges are connected underground, but I would say it's not possible to go about your day all underground. I definitely had to go outside and trudge through the snow to get to class. Wow, that's still really cool that they have that. Um, So Haley, tell us a little bit about this special program that you're in. It's called Directed Studies. So I did that for my first year, and that is an intensive introduction to to study in the humanities. Um, It's only for first-year students. You apply to it, and it's about 120 or so first-years, and it's very nice in that um, for the entire year, you have three of your classes set. So you take a philosophy class, a history of politics class, and a literature class, and um, it's centered around the Western canon. So um, you start with like Homer in the literature class, Herodotus in the politics class and Plato in the philosophy class and then you go throughout the ages and there are a couple things that are cool about it the first is that all of the classes are really small mm-hmm. um, and it's a great way to get access to small classes and to develop relationships with professors as a first year which isn't always feasible um, and then secondly you're with the same group of people for a year so you go really close to those people and then third it's really nice to be reading um, texts in different subjects that were written around the same period to get a sense and perspective of what was being said at that point. Um, I would say that I feel, even though it was a great introduction to the Western canon and I feel um, pretty confident in that information, that I wish that it wasn't just Western focused and now I feel like I want to study what the rest of the world was saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. So you've also been doing some work at Yale this summer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I'm teaching for a program called Yale Young Global Scholars, which is an academic camp um, where high schoolers come for two weeks and they take um, a whole range of classes. And I designed my own seminars that I teach. Wow. And it's been really, really fun. The kids who have come have been really impressive and it's been a lot of fun for me. How did you learn about that program? Um, I was looking for a summer job that paid well, but also that would allow me to do something I really like, which is teaching. And um, someone told, a mutual friend told me about this program and I applied. Nice. So let's shift gears here a little bit and let's talk about the food at Yale. What are the dining halls like? The dining halls, okay, to keep in perspective, the dining halls are very good. Um, There's... I mean, they're fairly healthy in that there are always fruit and vegetable options. They might not be the most appetizing looking (laughs) options, but they exist. I would say, though, that I got very sick of Yale dining after about two months um, because they 
uh, rotate the same dishes over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's also $3,000 per semester, which I think is a ridiculous price for the quality. But that being said, compared to other colleges' dining systems, it's actually rated fairly high. So I probably shouldn't be complaining. <laughs> that's my honest answer about Yale Dining. You said there's different... Like, each residential college has their own dining hall. Or is there, like, a specific college that has better food than the other? That's an interesting question. So some people think so. I actually think that they're pretty much all the same. It is true that Berkeley, which I forgot about Berkeley in my list, I'm realizing <laughs> now, Berkeley and Styles and Morse have more options. Like, sometimes they have pizza and wings and frozen yogurt instead of ice cream. But other than that, the dining halls are pretty much equal, in my opinion. Other people have different opinions about this. But. Interesting. So what are some favorite spots to eat off campus? Oh, I don't do much eating off campus. Um, just was trying to save money. But I have been to a couple of places. There's a great Ethiopian restaurant, and I don't remember the name of it. It's on Chapel Street. Um, sushi on chapel harvest is amazing very pricey but i've been there one time and it was really good and then um there's a place called junzi noodle house i think and i think that's what it's called and that's very good um and then there's jihev which is all yale students know about jihev it's actually called a good nature market but we call it jihev because it used to be called good heaven market i think <laughs> And that's sort of like a health food store, and it's very popular for students to go there to get sandwiches and other items throughout the day. Sounds like there's a lot of options. So what's the party scene like? I've heard Toad's is a pretty popular place for kids to hit up. So I have to admit, I've actually never been to Toad's because... (laughs) You have plenty of time. Basically... Toads is a bar, but it's open um, on Wednesdays just to Yale students. And on Wednesdays, they call it Wodes because Wednesday Toads. And um, I wanted to go, but each week I always said, no, I have too much work. No, I have too much work. I have too much work. I have too much work. So that means next year I am going to go. I was going to go to Hollow Wodes, which is on Halloween. But unfortunately, I got very sick that week, so I couldn't make it to Hollow Wodes. But apparently Toads and Wodes, they're fun it's a fun experience, apparently, although apparently it's kind of sweaty and gross. Hmm. So, But I do have to have the experience. Also. How about frat parties? Are they pretty popular there, or is it mainly just toads and um, Frat parties? parties? There are some people who attend frat parties. I, again, have never been to a frat party. <laughs> I didn't do that much partying my first year. You're focused. Um, but apparently they're semi-exciting, I think. <laughs> yeah. How big is the Greek life at Yale? Um, it's really nice in that it's there if you want it. I mean, if you feel like you want to join a sorority or a fraternity, those, that option, those options are there for you. However, there's no pressure whatsoever to join. And I would say the majority of Yale students are not part of a Greek life organization. Um, so it creates a really nice dynamic where if you feel like you want an extra group, you can rush, but there's no pressure at all. So it's nice. Nice. So what's the football season like? I've heard it gets pretty crazy during the Harvard-Yale game. Well, yeah, Yale doesn't... I mean, maybe the athletes would disagree with me. I don't really think Yale cares very much about sports, except for the Harvard-Yale game. Mm -hmm. Nobody goes to a single football game for the entire season, and then suddenly the Harvard-Yale game, all the students come. Wow. Which is kind of interesting. Um, Just because it's a fun tradition. So, yeah. Yeah. So to wrap things up, what would you say your favorite three things are about Yale? Oh, wow. 
Let's see. Okay. I would say, number one, the people. Um, Part of the reason why I felt comfortable choosing Yale was that I... Almost everyone I've met there has been really, really nice. In addition to interesting and interested, they have been really, really nice. And I don't feel like Yale is overly competitive. Um, Mm -hmm. People are generally just very, very nice, which I really like. And then number two, I would say New Haven. I really like New Haven. I definitely didn't choose Yale for New Haven, but I got to Yale and then was very surprised by how much I loved the city. It's small enough that it's manageable and walkable, um, but it's not so large that you feel, um, you know, lost. Yeah. So, and it has great parks, great places to eat, and a really interesting character. Um, And then a third thing... Um, The third thing I think I would say is that Yale is very, very focused on the undergraduate experience and education. So I was, from the beginning, able to be in small classes with top professors there, and I got to know my professors, and I never feel lost or insignificant. Whenever I have a question, people respond to my emails, and I feel very guided, but also given the freedom to sort of take whatever academic path I'm interested in. Those are all great things to hear. So to finish, Haley, what is the single most important thing you would tell your high school self? Um, I, I would tell my high school self this and I would tell anyone else who's in high school too. I think one of the things I wish I did less of, and, and I think it's it's just human nature to do this, but to try not to compare yourself to other people because it doesn't help you in any way and it's also not accurate because you can never be in someone's head you never know what someone's going through so those comparisons you're making aren't accurate anyway and Mm -hmm. it doesn't help you in any way to compare yourself to others it's something that you can't totally avoid but I think I wish I had learned earlier to sort of silence those voices when they came in my head and just say wait a minute focus on yourself focus on your own path because everyone does have their own path and it doesn't help at all to compare yourself to other people ultimately a really great tip. Haley, it was a pleasure having you on The Breakdown. Haley is a wealth of knowledge and our first Yale mentor. Her schedule opens August 1st, so be sure to sign up and she will deconstruct the college formula for you. Thank you all for tuning in and come back soon to learn more on The Breakdown. Thank you. You can download the formula on the iOS store to meet with a college student on campus or through video chat. For more information, you can check out our website at deformula, which is D-E-F-O-R-M-U-L-A dot com. If you're interested in a feature on The Breakdown, email us at thebreakdown at deformula dot com.